welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. Today, I'm going to share with you my tips for traveling with kids. And before you get any wild ideas, we are not a travel journalism family. This is not what we do full time. Um, But being away from family, living in another state, and also having a love for travel, even with our kids, um, we go on quite a few trips, so to speak, per year. So we've got some good experience under our belts, my husband and I, um, but we don't travel full time. This, These are just lessons we've learned over the past seven years traveling with our kids, now five children. And so I thought it might be helpful to share them with you today. So the first tip that I have for traveling with kids, no matter their age, I think, granted, I have not reached the teenager stage yet, but I think traveling with kids, you have to go into it with the mindset of this is going to be very different than what it was like traveling single and solo, like in college and beyond. And it's also different than traveling with just your spouse. Um, and even then, it's it's different than traveling that you like would have grown up with knowing. Um, because as the parent figure, um, there's a lot more responsibility on your shoulder. And it does actually help you realize, you know, just like with the magic of Christmas, right? The magic of traveling. Um, a lot of it was was what your parents put into it and how how they created it to be fun for you as a child. And so it's a very different way to travel. Um, my husband and I always joke, it's not a vacation with kids. Like I, I love my kids so much, but it's not a vacation. It's a trip <laughs> just because there, there are a lot more responsibilities on your shoulders. Um, and I, I would say too, yes, have a different mindset. Um, And a lot of that comes with lowering your expectations. Um, I know that if you've got older kids or if you did a lot of traveling, like as a teenager or young adult, um, or even like solo as an adult, um, you can get a lot of things done. You can go see a lot of places. You bounce back a lot faster. Um, With kids, I would definitely say lower your expectations. And just know um, that it's okay. It's okay to be three years old and sad that there is not mac and cheese served in this country. (laughs) So just lowering your expectations and just realizing kids are going to be kids, whether they are home and you are watching TV or whether you are traveling on a road trip abroad, wherever it is. Um, The second tip, and this is something that we do a lot of, but we scope everything out and plan everything out beforehand as much as possible. Um, So when we are looking to decide where we're going to stay, um, what even what down to like if we're road tripping um, a few states over back home, 
Like we, we know what route we're going to take. We know what stops we want to take. We know about how long our kids can last in the car before they need to get out, stretch their legs. Um, we try to do, and it's like, I'd rather be over-prepared than under-prepared. And that might just be my type A personality and that I like to have as many options covered as possible. Um, but it has, it has served us really well, especially when we're traveling to go um, like on bigger vacations with our family um, or bigger trips, but knowing like, okay, what hotel are we staying at? What are the amenities like? Is this kid friendly? Is it not? Because we've had to learn the hard way a few times when we've uh, checked into a hotel and we're like, oh, oh my gosh, they're like, and they're like free breakfast. Great. Love it. Um, there are no high chairs for my children. And I'm like, well, I have at least two kids that are going to need high chairs. So anyway, it's just little things like that. Um, one thing that I found really helpful um, on bigger trips that we take every year, um, we plan them out and kind of have an idea of like a general time frame when we're going to go and where we're going to go. And then for the year following up to that, we talk to everybody we can about pl possible places to stay, whether that is like in an Airbnb or VRBO, or we will um, like vet resorts, things like that. Um, it's kind of like when you get or when you're thinking about getting a car or a type of car and you start seeing that car everywhere. I get, there's like a phenomenon that there's like a name for it. I can't remember what it is, but it's kind of like that. So when we decide, okay, we are going to go to Las Vegas or with our kids, it's like all of a sudden I start seeing people like on the internet or articles pop up all the time that it's like people sharing their experience of going to Las Vegas. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I need to write that down. Or like, I will even message them if we're like kind of close friends, I'll message them and just be like, hey, will you, could you tell me about your experience and like what you thought? Or a lot of the time, if you follow like influencers with like kids and stuff, when they travel and go somewhere, they'll have like a blog post about it. So I like scour the internet, do all, all of the pre-checking, scoping out locations, stops, things like that. But all of that that work you put into it beforehand pays off tenfold. Um, at least in my experience, it does. The other thing I would also add is to pre-book everything you can, whether that's like on a resort, if you're going to go do like excursions or a cruise or, or hotel stays or whatever it is. I know sometimes that you cannot get a refund if you pre-book but a lot of the times it's cheaper and it kind of helps you build a schedule. The other thing is if you pre-book as much as possible, that's way less that you have to stress about while you're leaving or while you're there. So it's just one less thing to worry about. Okay, my third tip, <laughs> and I like did a rough outline of this, but all it says is just snacks. Just just you're gonna need more snacks than you think you're gonna need and like we just went camping a few days ago and we got up there and I was like what have I done 
because I neither I or my husband packed like really good kid snacks. We had great adult snacks, but like my kids don't love beef jerky and things like that. When I realized too late when we were up camping, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like the number one rule. How did we, how do we miss? But snacks are so important. Road trips, flights, whatever it is, pack a lot of snacks. Um, Granted, you don't want them to be like, overeating and getting sick but um, we do pack a ton of snacks and I can't remember a friend shared this with me um, especially for flights if you're flying somewhere dumb dumb suckers are the best you're there they are your best friend because your kids can suck on them while they're going like up in the air um, and it helps their ears to pop and then while they're landing too and then honestly sometimes it's like okay, we're 30 minutes in, you want another sucker? For sure. This will entertain you for five minutes and you won't kick the person in front of you. Great. Um, (laughs) So always pack more snacks than you think you need and always pack lots of kid-friendly snacks. Snacks for you are important, but don't ever skimp on the snacks. Um, And a lot of the times, (laughs) this is, I have some picky eaters and um, we went to Columbia for Christmas. My husband's family has family down in Colombia. And so we went to Colombia around Christmas time and we just had to pack. We packed so many snacks because my one picky eater, I mentioned this at the the beginning, he was having a hard time with the, the change of the diet to his food. And so those snacks were literally our saving grace. So no matter what, Pack more snacks than you need. Um, Fourth tip, and this is from experience, change locations as little as possible. Um, And especially with little children, I feel like this specifically is a tip for those traveling with toddlers and under. Um, We learned this the really hard way. and then we forgot it and had to relearn it in Columbia. But <laughs> so we took the kids to Disney World. Um, my oldest were three and then I had a baby and we were like, we'll go, we'll stay at this one hotel. And then halfway through the week, because we got a deal on a like three day stay at another hotel, halfway through the week, we'll switch hotels. It'll be so great. Let me just tell you this. It's like having to pack twice. Anytime you change locations, it throws off the whole the whole thing. It is so much harder. It eats an entire day of your vacation because you have to pack up, go to the next location, unpack. It's one thing if you're on a cruise. It's an entirely different thing if you're just changing locations with young children in a week time frame. I would say if you're going for two weeks, then yeah, a week at a time, that makes sense, like change halfway. But if you're there for two days, change hotels, three more days, anyway, would not recommend changing locations. We also did the same thing when we went to Columbia. And it was just, it was really hard because we had to take a bus and the bus schedule was kind of... uh, hit or miss. And so 
instead of waking up at like 4 a.m. to get to the airport, we decided to change locations and go to a hotel that was next to the airport um, before we took off back home. Um, Again, I was like, oh, it'll be better this way. It's never better to change locations. I cannot name one time where it has been better to change locations with little tiny kids. It would have been better if we would have taken the 4 a.m. bus ride because it was nuts getting them to kind of settle down and settle in to an entirely another new place. And then we had to have just enough clothes to last for like pajamas and then clothes for the next morning. Anyway, it's a hassle. Wherever possible, as much as possible, do not change locations. Stick with your one, stay there. It will cause a lot less stress. (laughs) And this leads me to my fifth, um, is keep a familiar routine when possible. Um, Especially with little kids, this has helped us a ton. We kind of have the same structure um, at our house that we do on vacation. So it's like, wake up, eat breakfast, get dressed for whatever activity we're doing for the day, do our hair, brush teeth, and then we go out and we go do something. Um, And then because we do have little kids, like really little babies and things, we will come back and either do like a nap or a quiet time where they can rest. Um, With little babies, obviously, um, they would come and take a nap. Even when you're traveling, it's so exhausting for kids to see all these new things and to be exposed to all these new experiences. And so a lot of the time, like even my three-year-old, four-year-old, um, that they don't normally take naps anymore. Sometimes on vacation, they just need some time to just chill out. Um, and we do have quiet time and nap time at home. So it kind of helps keep the same routine. And then in the afternoon, we go back out, we go tackle whatever else we're doing, whether that's Disneyland and we go ride rides or we go swimming in the afternoon, um, whatever it is. But keeping a familiar routine has been very, very helpful um, when traveling with little kids. And I know it's not always possible. And like a lot of the time, um, now that some of my kids are a little bit older, like, am I going to make my seven-year-old do quiet time and take a nap? No. Um, And so where possible, a lot of that time we'll use it as like, um, either me or my husband will go out with the older kids and do like a kind of bigger kid activity while the littler ones are resting and sleeping. Um, So it helps those little ones keep the same routine. Um, And obviously it's like, yeah, if you're somewhere that you're only going to go once in your lifetime, I get it. I'm not going to be like a super stickler on bedtimes, but I'm also not going to miss naps if they're going to stay up late. Which I know that it's frustrating, especially when traveling with family and they're like, well, can't your kid just skip a nap? And I'm like, listen, if my child skips a nap, I don't know if your kids are like my kids, but if one of my kids who is a napper skips a nap, everybody pays for it. Everybody pays for it. So while it may be counterintuitive because you just want to have like the best experience, like they need to experience everything. I'm paying to be here. Um, A lot of the time I found that if I do like skip naps or try and stretch naps, it just, it turns into a not good situation for everybody. So we try and keep, 
keep our routine where we can. Um, try not to skip naps if you've got nappers. <laughs> okay, my sixth tip. Things will go wrong. Just know. And it's like, even as, like traveling an adult, like things will always go wrong. Like whether that's like a flat tire or the car won't start or flights are delayed or, um, you know, accidents happen, right? Kids get sick. Let's be honest. They, one of my, I've got five kids. Somebody's going to get sick every trip, no matter what. Um, so just realizing like, okay, when things do go wrong, because they will, um, try and remember to laugh. Um, I think it's really refreshing. I had a friend who, um, took her kids abroad, um, cause her husband was working abroad. And so she took her kids with her and she, it was so refreshing because she would post an update every day. And it just was so nice to see like, Hey, other people's kids do get sick when they travel. Other people's kids like forget to pack underwear or like, like it's just these, all these little things that happen or that little things that go wrong. And like, that's real life. That's real traveling. But it was so refreshing to see that. And she shared it on Instagram and I loved it so, so much because she just gave like a real, like frame by frame shot of like, this happened, it was really cool, but also this happened and it was really hard and my kids are having a really hard time adjusting. Like that's the reality of traveling. And I feel like a lot of the time on the internet, we will see like on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, you see like these highlight reels of somebody's vacation. And I'm not saying that those moments aren't real because chances are you do have these like really shiny, bright, golden memories from a trip but that's not the full picture. And so if you're looking at your trip with your kids and being like, oh my gosh, I am never taking my kids again. This is a nightmare. It's not like so-and-so's family who their kids were so perfect the whole time. I guarantee, I guarantee you that it was also hard for them. <laughs> Just because they don't show it doesn't mean it's not happening. It, it's hard to travel with kids, but that doesn't mean that it isn't worth it. Um, so when things go wrong, and they will, try to remember to laugh. Um, some of my most favorite memories have come when things have just gone terribly, terribly awry. And me and my husband just like make eye contact and just like burst into laughter. Like, oh my gosh. And on the times where you know, we're driving a rickety bus in the middle of nowhere in a, in a foreign country. And, and I'm, I'm concerned for my life and I don't know the language. It's fine. Um, you know, in the moment I was pretty nervous and I was pretty angry and I was like, why the heck did we come? This is a freaking nightmare. Like, oh my gosh. Right. But now like, like seven, eight months removed. And now we just laugh. Like it has become the funniest, funniest memory to us. And even though it was hard at the time, I would say even down the road, it's still worth it because the memories that we made both good and bad. So um, the other thing that I would add to this is that 
this is not the time for like enforcing screen time rules. Like when you're driving in the car and you've got a 12 hour road trip or when you are on a, on a flight for nine hours, like it's not time to be like, Oh, you've hit your two hour time limit of screen time today. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. You may not agree with me, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Rules don't apply when you are traveling. When you are on a plane, a train, an automobile, mm -mm. screen time limits do not exist. So if you needed someone to give you the permission to just throw your screen time rules out the window when you are on your travel journey and just trying to survive until you get to your destination, this is your permission. When you are traveling, plane, train, or automobile, just trying to get there, screen time rules do not exist. There you go. Um, another tip, um, safety and security tip, I guess you could say one thing that we have tried to be really good about is teaching our kids, um, our names, our phone number, um, and our address. And I'll be honest, we did better with the older kids than we have with the younger ones. Um, but for the younger ones, I've actually, um, you can buy them on like Etsy. There's these, they're like temporary tattoos and you can get it that say, if lost, please call. And it can put your number and your husband's number or whatever numbers you want on there. And this worked for us at Disneyland. My son, I took my three youngest boys to Disneyland um, just for the day because we live nearby. And um, I was like, I don't know if all of like, I was by myself. I didn't know if they would be able to like tell somebody my phone number if they got lost. And so we went over the rules that we set. Like, if you're lost, this is what you do. Go find this person. Things like that, which is what we do for any any trip that we take. Um, but uh, my son turned the wrong way going out of a ride and they couldn't find him. And I was like, Oh my gosh, starting to panic. And I was like, he's prepared for this. He has a temporary tattoo on. He knows my phone number. He knows what to do. And like, it was like probably 30 seconds where I like lost track of him. And I turned literally as he walked up to a grown adult that looked safe. <laughs> and he was saying, I have this tattoo. I think I'm lost. And I was like, oh my gosh, he did it. Like, it was so comforting to see like, okay, like, you know, a little bit of preparation, just knowing what to do if they get lost, knowing phone numbers, things like that. Like, it can really go a long way. Um, and so again, it, it's just better to err on the side of, of overprepared. I think, than underprepared. Um, the other safety and security tip that I learned from Busy Toddler, uh, Susie Allison, is her name. Um, but she teaches this, and I think it's really important, especially if you're traveling with other groups of families. It's really easy to just like, especially with little kids, just think, okay, like my kids are going to be okay. Like somebody's watching them. Um, but I feel like that's when things things can go wrong. And so um, my husband and I will always communicate, like, who's watching who? Like, who has who? Um, like, he'll say, like, I've got one, two, and three, which means he has the three oldest kids. 
which means I have four and five. Um, and just like always making sure somebody's got eyes on them, especially in big crowds, especially near water. Um, that is one of my favorite safety tips I've ever learned. And it uh, eases my anxious mama heart. So that's a really great one. Um, another tip, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but make room for downtime. Um, it can, like I said, it can be really, really hard for little kids to go from like being at home in their comfortable space where they have all of their things to be thrust into a new environment. They're constantly seeing new things. It's kind of overstimulation. Um, so it's okay to not have your trip planned out. Like we always say SpongeBob party planner time because there's a, (laughs) there's a SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob plans a party and he has every activity planned out down to the minute. You do not want SpongeBob party planner time for your vacation. That will completely overwhelm your children. At least I think 99% of the population of children don't overschedule what you're trying to do. So if you're like, okay, we're going to go see this attraction. And then by noon, we're going to go to this place for lunch. And then in the afternoon, we're going to hit up this place. Like that's so much, especially for little kids, um, with teens. Yeah. That you might be able to do that. I don't know, but with little kids, make sure that you schedule downtime. Um, like I said, we take during the day, um, when we're traveling with little kids and we do nap time or quiet time in the middle of the day. And sometimes it's just my son just like laying on the bed next to me because he just needs some time to kind of decompress because there's a lot of new things happening. Um, and it helps to just have to just let them experience. Even if your downtime is that you like go play at a local park or like go to a public library right? Whatever it is, it's okay to let your kids have some space and just kind of chill out and have some downtime. Um, We've even done a day, and I know that this is like, we're very blessed to be able to do this, but like for like a theme park vacation, we've gone and like done two days at the park and then done a day where we just like stay at the hotel play in the pool, sleep in, and just have a super chill day, and then go to the theme park the next day, like just to break it up because it's so, it can be so exhausting. Um, And the last tip, the last thing that I will say, and I touched on this earlier, um, I I hope this hasn't come off as like a really negative thing. because it's not. Um, my family values travel so much and we value new experiences, but we also value um, time with family and we don't live near our family. And so traveling has become very much a part of our family culture. But I will say never ever once have we regretted a single trip that we have taken our kids on not once. Sometimes in the middle of it, do I look at my husband and I say, we shouldn't have come? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. But when we get home, all the laundry's back done and we start reminiscing, 
and my kids see pictures and they talk about it and we talk about it around the dinner table. Like I do not regret a single trip that I have taken with my kids. And even taking like our littlest babies, like we've taken kids before they've hit age one or two or whatever it is. I don't regret it because even if my kids don't remember it, I will. And those memories are so precious to me. So it doesn't need to be a huge thing. It doesn't need to be expensive. It it doesn't need to be this elaborate vacation for it to be a great trip with great memories. Um, so I would encourage you to get out there, to plan something, to ha- have something to look forward to. Um, and you can look forward to it as a family. Honestly, I think that is one of the like biggest things is that we love like gearing up for a trip. And maybe this is like an extra tip for you, but like part of the scoping out locations beforehand, we also introduce our kids to like things about where we're going. So like we'll find videos on YouTube about the state or um, different places that we're going to visit. Um, we, we flew to Chicago for um, my husband's graduation. He was going to school in Chicago. And so we took all the kids out there for graduation. But before that, like my husband had taken so many pictures and been to Chicago so many times that they like already felt like they knew where we were going and knew so much about where we were going. Um, And so it's a really great way to kind of get in the spirit and to kind of like something that almost unifies you is like looking forward to wherever it is that you're going. Um, Anyway, huge fan of traveling with kids, even though it is so much work, it is always worth it. It is so, so worth it and you will never regret it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast episode of Table Talk for Moms. Make sure that you leave a review and rate the podcast. That helps us so much. If you could just take a moment and do it right now, we'd be forever grateful. Make sure that you join us next week and we'll see you then. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.